Howdy. David George here with uh, Southern Lingo Definitions. And tonight I'm just going to uh, talk about a couple of things that uh, doesn't really have anything to do with phrases, but just uh, things that have happened uh, that I thought were funny, uh, that I thought were uh, something to uh, laugh about, to think about. A lot of times in my life, back when I was a kid, uh, I would do things that most people would consider foolish or uh, uh, risk-taking, I guess you could say. And uh, uh, one of the things that I would do I had a three-wheeler at one time, a 70 Honda three-wheeler, and I would just go out and ride, and and, and uh, there was one day that I was uh, coming home from from doing some riding, and I noticed someone behind me, and uh, so as most kids, I, I thought, you know, I, I didn't know what was going on. I, there had been a couple of times where there'd been some kids that wanted to uh, take my three-wheeler for a longer ride than what they really should have taken it for. In other words, they were going to take it home and keep it. So I didn't know what maybe that's what was going to happen here because I didn't know who the guy was on, on the or the girl on the uh, motorcycle was. And so I got off the main road onto another road and took him down this dirt road and. As I was going down that dirt road, uh, I had this talent for making my back of my three-wheeler swing back and forth, and I could stir up a lot of dust. And uh, the only way I knew I to get away from this person, uh, because obviously their motorcycle was a little bit faster than my three-wheeler, uh, was to leave a dust trail. And, uh, and the road that I got on was, uh, uh, limestone road and if you've ever gotten on a limestone road and uh, where <clears throat> most of the limestone was pushed to the side and into the middle what it leaves down where uh, the tires go is a lot of dust a lot of lime dust um, but from the gravel grinding together on each other and uh, if you've ever been behind someone uh, stirring up some limestone dust. It is uh, very irritating, not only to your to your uh, your face, but your nostrils. And uh, so I knew that that would happen. And this person was coming up behind me pretty quick. So the only thing I needed to do was stir up some dust, and I did. And when I started doing that, he started falling back, or she started falling back, and uh, pretty far. And uh, it gave me time enough to, you know, move on ahead. And, and I knew where there was another road that turned off to the, to the left and gave me enough room. And I stirred up a whole lot of dust. Uh, when I got enough room, I just started doing a donut and just started stirring up a lot of dust. And then I took off down that road. And uh, when this person uh, came past where I had gone, uh, I was further way down the road there and I knew that they were they had gone past the road and and uh, so 
just like an idiot, I just stopped and started laughing. And uh, so instead of going on and distance between me and them, I just started laughing. And before I knew it, this person was up on me. And uh, and I couldn't go anywhere then. I was I was stuck, you know. And uh, lo and behold, it was somebody that I knew. This is a guy that that I, I think I can't remember his full name. I think his first name was was Jeff. And uh, so uh, he told me he said, you know what? I could have caught you back there if I'd have just gunned it. Now, gunned it means uh, give it more gas to speed up. And uh, this is when I lived in Alabama. Um, but he said, you know, when you started to turn up all that dust, I couldn't see nothing. And uh, I said, yeah, that was the purpose. Because I didn't want you to catch me. I didn't know who you were. And he said, well, I got news for you. You did a good job. And uh, I'll have to remember that next time. I said, yeah, if you've got somebody following you, get them, on a, get them on a limestone road. You start stirring up a lot of that dust, and as you well know, it'll get them off of you. And uh, he said, I'll remember that. But he said, I, I like the three-wheeler. I just want to tell you how much I liked it, and I really enjoy it. Enjoyed uh, the, the game, as he called them. And that means that he enjoyed being uh, part of the chase. Uh, but that's just one of a few things that, that I've uh, encountered in my lifetime. Another one uh, was when my wife and I, when we were dating, or, or when we were married, just after we got married, uh, not long after we moved into our second house, we uh, found this Ford Explorer, the big, the big Ford Explorer. I've always wanted to own one of those, you know. I've always said you can't you can't be a true redneck until you've owned a Ford Explorer with a big knobby tire. And I finally got a chance to own a Ford Explorer with a big knobby tire. And we got this green and gray Ford Explorer. It was a nice, nice ride. And uh, so we had been to Pickwick. Uh, that's a place on the Tennessee River. And uh, we've been down there and had a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And so uh, we came back through by this uh, bike shop that's down there and turned to go down this uh, road to come, come back to the house. And so we had, we had left, uh, had gone through a small town uh, and then came the intersection where you turn to go to Shiloh. Uh, and so we had gone past there and come on up and, and we were coming up this hill and about to make this turn, this curve. And uh, all of a sudden blue lights came on. Scared me half to death because I knew I wasn't speeding. And uh, I thought, Carolyn, she said, she said, David, just, just keep going. You know what I mean? until uh, we get up here where we can get off the road. And uh, so I went on and, and they just kept going, kept going. And I thought, he can get around us, what, what is wrong? 
And uh, she said, well, just pull off up here, pull off up here where, where this uh, uh, gravel uh, is kind of off the side of the road. And come to find out it was in front of a bar. Uh, and so I pulled off on the side of the road and, and this guy came up behind me. Never seen him before in my life. And uh, he said, how you doing? I said, I I'm doing good, officer. How about you? He said, you don't want to stop you. I said, well, no, sir, I wasn't speeding. He said, no, that's not why I stopped you. I said, okay. And he hadn't asked for my driver's license yet. Uh, so that kind of kind of made me leery. And uh, he said, I just like your four-wheel drive, and I want to see it. Man, this is nice. I said, huh? Are you serious? He said, yeah. I just like your four-wheel drive, man. I like Explorers. I wanted to see it. It's green and tan, and the inside looks great. Where'd you get this at? And I'm sitting there bewildered because he put on his blue lights. He didn't put on a siren, but he put on his blue lights and pulled me over just to look at my Explorer. And uh, I said, well, sure. You want to get in here and look at it? Or you just, no, I can see. Well, I can see it from here. Said it looks nice. So I didn't mean to scare you. I didn't want to do that. And of course, my wife was over here and her chest was pounding. You know, she thought I was fixing to get a ticket or something. You know, and uh, but yeah, uh, that just goes to show you that uh, there are rednecks everywhere. He wanted to stop and see my. That, that's a real redneck right there. Now. That's a real redneck. They'll pull you over. Uh, uh, a real redneck cop. They'll pull you over just to look at your vehicle. Uh, but uh, but we had a good laugh about it, and uh, and he 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 said that's fine, man. You take off. I just want to see it. And he said it looks good. You did it. You did a good job picking this one out. And I said, well, actually, my wife picked it out, I think. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. But uh, you know, a lot of times uh, we do things and, and we don't really think about. Uh, how it affects other people. <clears throat> um, but you know, uh, anytime you're out there, anytime you're out in public, and uh, you see something happen, it's best, instead of just reacting and saying what's on your mind, to think clearly about what you're, you're going to say before you say it. Because a lot of times uh, people react too quickly and they think that what they're saying isn't that bad. But a lot of times what you might say has a very adverse effect on the person you're talking to. And so here's something that I would like to say to everyone out there. Think clearly about what you're going to say before you say it. Even though you think that it shouldn't be that bad, the person you're saying it to might think right the opposite. Uh, so think clearly. Think very clearly about what you're saying before you say it. There's been several times in my life when I've made comments to people that I wish I could take back. 
But once it leaves your lips, once it leaves your tongue, you can't take it back. And there's one, there's one uh, part of your body that is stronger than any part of your body. It can do more damage than your muscles. It can do more damage than anything you have. And that's your tongue. What you say can have a very good or a very bad effect on someone else. So, that's my serious part of this one. I'm done doing that, okay? I hope that what I do gives you a very good effect and gives you a very happy effect. The one thing that I want to make sure I do for each and every one of you out there is to make you laugh, okay? I do not want to leave you in a bad way. So, that being said, uh, I've got a couple of things I want to go over with, okay? Now, let's say you're out there in public and you're talking to somebody and you can tell that they're not really understanding what you're saying, okay? They just can't figure out what you're trying to say, all right? You look at them and say, uh, you understand what I'm saying or is that clear as mud? And see what their reaction is, okay? I've done that with a lot of people. A lot of people that I don't know because I know that they're, uh, they're really not understanding what I'm saying. And I say, well, I can tell that I, that's clear as mud. And they'll say, huh? I say, well, it's hard for you to understand. So I explain it to them. But anyway, uh, here's a couple of things that I'm going to run by you. And then I'm going to get off here. Uh, deader than a doornail. You ever heard that? Deader than a doornail. Okay. Now that is utterly and completely dead. Either literally or figuratively. This phrase could come from a standard term in carpentry. If you hammer a nail through a piece of timber and then flatten the end over on the inside or so it can't be removed again, that's a technique called clinching. Okay, the nail is said to be dead. So that means if you're driving a nail in and it gets to the point where the top bends and you go ahead and drive it on in there anyway, you know, or if you get it down to a point and deliberately bend it over and just keep driving it on in, that means that that nail is technically dead. And that's where the term dead in a doornail comes from because you can't use it again, okay? And doornails would very probably have been subjected to this treatment to give extra strength in the years before screws were available. So they were dead because they had been clenched. If you're plumb tuckered out, all right? If you're plumb tuckered out, 
that means that you are completely exhausted. You can't go on, you can't take another step. Okay? Can't take another step. Um, and there's another one that I really wanted to get into. I may have to wait next time. Uh, oh, here it is. Here it is. A conniption fit. Conniption fit. C-O-N-N-I-P-T-I-O-N. Fit. F-I-T. Now the word fit means that you're you're just writhing around and carrying on like you know you're just throwing tent. Okay, but there's a difference between a fit and a conniption fit. Okay, a conniption fit is anger or panic expressed verbally, loudly, and with overt bodily gestures. Okay. While the origin remains uncertain, it is perhaps related to corruption, which was used in a sense of anger from 1799. Now that goes back a long way. Or from English dialect, conaptious, ill-tempered, captious, probably a corruption of captious. The difference between hissy fit and a conniption fit is that a hissy fit involves immature behavior and pouting, whereas a conniption fit can involve genuine anger, panic, or violence. Okie dokie. Uh, we're going to move on from that one, okay? Uh, Let me ask you if you've ever heard this one, and I think most of you have. Uh, getting on my last nerve. You ever heard that one? Okay, if you're getting on my last nerve, that means you better stop what you're doing. Okay, you don't go any further. I've said this to my children before. You're getting on my last nerve now. You're getting on my last nerve. Don't do it again. Most of the time, if I did that with a finger snap, that was to mean you do it again. I don't care if we're in the middle of Walmart. I'm tearing you up. Okay? Uh, and usually that, that pretty much stops. Um, so that's just a few things I wanted to throw in there because, uh, like I said, I wanted to make sure that, you, that I let you... Uh, with a good feeling. Ah, one more, one more. Let me do this. Tickle pink. I've used this a lot, okay? I'm gonna do this and then we're gonna be done. When you're tickle pink, that means that you are delighted. The concept of enjoyment great enough to make the recipient glow with pleasure. In other words, uh, you just tickled to death, okay? Uh, you're just very, very happy. And I've used it before in a sarcastic manner, you know. 
somebody says something that, that might just in a little way kind of peeve me, you know, uh, that's a P-E-A-V-E, peeve me. Uh, I might say sarcastic, well, you know what, that just tickled me too. Um, and I might say that in a sarcastic way, but uh, of course I'm known for sarcasm. I am the uh, grandfather of sarcasm, I guess you could say. Uh, I'm, most of the people that I know say uh, I can be very sarcastic, but I try not to be. You know, sometimes you just can't help it. Um, but anyway, uh, that's where I want to leave you. I want to leave you with a good, good, good laugh. Um, and as always, uh, let me know what you think, uh, if you can, and, and give me give me a holler, and uh, let me know what you think. And uh, like I said, uh, I'm gonna tell you something. My daddy always told me: if you can leave them laughing, they'll always come back. And as always, let's get her done. <laughs>